Welcome to Hold Up, the podcast where we watch our favorite rom-coms and decide whether they hold up. I'm Carrie Gilbert. I'm Allison Gilbert. You can find us on Instagram at hold underscore up underscore pod and on TikTok at hold up podcast, all one word, where we have fun. Um, and you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash hold up. And we love you so much. Thank you. Let's get into the show. This week, we watched Return to Me, which came out in 2000. And what else do you know? It was written by Bonnie Hunt and somebody else whose name I didn't catch. And it was directed by Bonnie Hunt. A star. It has a 62% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, thank you. Um, Again, oh, Don Lake. Don Lake is the name of the other writer. Mm. It uh, stars Minnie Driver here. and David Duchovny and Bonnie Hunt and Jim Belushi and a bunch of people who are now deceased. Um, You're also leaving out, I'm sorry, the star and hottest member of this cast. Like, don't ever disrespect oh, David, David Allen Greer. Greer. David Allen Greer. My, like, third um, note is just D.A.G. is a fox. Yes. Um, Jolie Richardson in a really kind of, like, hits too close to home where she, like, dies young and unexpectedly. Um, she didn't do that. Her sister did that. What happened I know, to Jolie still, Richardson? It's still, she's around. She's in stuff. No, Julie Richardson, the sister of Natasha Richardson. Correct. Um, yeah, Carrie, what's this movie about? So, spoiler alert: Julie Richardson does die, which I forgot we had to like watch that whole sequence. Like, don't make me like someone and then kill them, you know? I forgot like how much they make us like her. Like, she's, like she's like, an animal lover. She like taught a chimpanzee to sign, and she's trying to get them like a sanctuary to live a better life. Like god damn it make her bad like truly um so david duchovny and jolie richardson are married they love each other very much they're very cute we fall in love with her we fall in love with their marriage everything's wonderful they live in a beautiful lincoln park home with a dog that's to die for um they're just like living their best lives and then she dies tragically in a car accident um so much blood and her heart is donated to Minnie Driver, who has some kind of like congenital heart condition. It's never really explained. Um, her mother had it though, too, because her mother died of a heart problem. Yes. She tells David to cut me later. Yes. And um, then through like a series of coincidences, she and David Duchovny end up meeting. And falling in love, unbeknownst to them, she has his wife's heart. Although he doesn't even know she's had a heart surgery because she's shy about her scar. Yeah. So they're just like not having sex? Question mark. Yeah, for like a while it seems for like a long time. God. Like, <laughs> um, what fucking year is this? Like people not have sex in two thousand. I mean, I didn't because I was eleven. But <laughs> I mean, but that's really it. Like, there's really not much plot beyond that. That's it um her grandfather and her uncle own a irish italian restaurant yeah we like couldn't figure out what what common uh ethnicity in chicago we wanted to play with so we're like man both of them right (laughs) i kind of wonder if like originally it was italian and then like we cast mini driver and we were like just kidding we'll make it irish i don't know but But she's not irish well, she she's not British. Irish. Oh, true, fair. 
And she is using an American accent. She's like trying to do a Chicago accent a little bit. It's not great. It's not great. You know Um, who are the weakest links of this movie? The leads. It's David Duchovny and Minnie Driver really should have. I don't know. Just let. I want to watch Bonnie Hunt and Jim Belushi work out um, their emotional labor problems. (laughs) I Listen, and eat my and drink two nuts. my two favorite parts of this movie are Bonnie Hunt and Jim Belushi's like chaotic family life, and the old men who hang out at the restaurant and play cards and debate Ooh. like who are the best singers of all time. It's an Irish guy. I think they may, like I think they cast that actor. And he's Irish. Carol O'Connor um, is not. He may be like of Irish descent, but he's an American actor. He, he was, was doing an accent. He was, but he's wasn't he? Um what's her name's like sidekick oh my god fucking get me there he's american first of all um well i believed his accent she was like oh he was in all he was um archie bunker first of all he's not thinking of but he's archie bunker (laughs) oh yeah who is like the famous female comedian who had her own show mary tyler moore no, she had like a. She died of pneumonia caused by diabetes. I think about that a lot. Yikes. Um, she's a type one, type one queen. Carol Burnett. Carol Burnett. So not uh, Carol O'Connor. No, I thought he was on the Carol Burnett show. He's not. He's Archie Bunker. Oh, you're thinking of the little guy. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, but then there's also Robert Loggia. Robert Loggia, yeah. I think what we did um, is we like, I don't know. I think there's something fun in being like this Irish guy's brother-in-law is Italian. And so they went into business together and made yeah. like there's fun to be had, despite the fact that Minnie Driver and David Duchovny are uh not uh the most charismatic or funny actors, everyone around them is. And so there's like fun to be had in an Irish restaurant that serves Italian food. Like there were so, fun jokes and like you're getting the ravioli with a side of cabbage or like I got right. one order for the corned beef and cabbage and one order for the like bucatini like right it's, it's like just, Carol O'Connor and Robert Loja just played off of each other really well right I actually disagree with you I love Minnie Driver as an actress I just feel like this like there's she just didn't get to do much here except be like like she just didn't have much of a personality other than like sick girl who's now well yeah she's playing very young and i think part of that is like she had been sick and so she's overprotected but at one point she says she like sneaks out of the house and her dad can't know and i'm like are you a teenager like should david to come and be dating you right and i get it it's like we're all very worried or not her dad her grandpa like we're all very worried like the little bit of backstory we get is that her mom died so this grandpa like lost his daughter and then his granddaughter who he raised um it was like sick like i get it i get we're overprotective whatever but at some point i was like i'm worried about like the legality of him dating her if she's behaving yeah um this was also like pre-goodwill hunting mini drive no it's not not. just kidding you were wrong take it back yeah i don't know this her in this role just didn't quite work for me i do really like her um too i don't mean to shit on i think mini driver's a good actress I just don't know that this was like the right role for her. Maybe I didn't love how the character was written. I don't know. But anyway. Don't you don't you fucking insult Bunny Hunt. <laughs> I think part of it is also like their relationship. And there's something there is something very sweet about the fact that this man who had been 
we find out like with his wife since they were 15, you know, so he's never dated really other than his wife who he's lost tragically. And this woman who was chronically ill. And so she's never dated like their love. There's something very sweet about their love story and it's written very sweetly. And I do like watching it evolve. Um, But there's just not a lot of like, there's not a lot of there there because it's like such a sweet, innocent relationship. Well, and the only like hiccup is that she had a heart transplant when she's not telling him. And it at one point she like towards the end, she like figures out that it was his wife's heart because she finds out the date she died. And it's the same date that she had the transplant, which you should know is May 10th birthday. She dies on April 12th, 1989. So I was all excited about double digits. Jolie Richardson was dying in a car accident. Rough. Um, it's tough. So, like, but there's not really any like conflict up until then. It's it's right. just you're watching it as the audience being like, all right, when are they gonna figure out that she has this heart? Right. It's similar to my favorite movie about time, where you're like, look at these two lovely people just falling in love. Right. And then there's like, oh, I guess like one of you can travel in time or whatever, but like NBD. <laughs> it won't affect the story in any way, shape, or yeah, but, like, I think part of the reason that About Time works in a way that, like, and not to say this movie, there is a lot that I really, really like about this movie, and I loved watching it yesterday. It was, like, a wonderful, I told Allison, like, I've been reading, I started off this year, re- every book I've read is very dark. Um, This was a wonderful palate cleanser to, I had just finished Our Missing Hearts. So, this was a wonderful palate list. cleanser. Um. So, but I think like part of the reason that about time, like, works that relationship, it that relationship because we see it evolve like dating, marriage, children, like we see kind of all of the like ups and downs of that relationship. Whereas there's really just the one down here. Like we're really only seeing the beginning of this relationship. It's almost like, and I think that that's part of what I like about the the Bonnie Hunt Jim Belushi aspect of this movie is like yes they're the comic relief and yes like these are two very very funny people who clearly know each other and love each other and there's also something like very familiar to them about me because they're both like so deeply Chicago um that so like there's a lot that works there for me but there's also I just really like I like watching relationships that aren't perfect and that do have their issues but then you also said that these two people love each other and make each other laugh and like that yeah I don't, of, there's something i just really love about that story yeah my one of the things i really love about the i made a joke about like their like not fair emotional labor in the chip belushi bonnie hunt marriage but like one of the things which like I don't even know if necessarily it's true. Like you see him like deal with the kids in a way that like only a Chicago dad would, but like he is parenting his children. Like he is around. And then you see that and you see them like bicker, but then you also see them like have sweet moments and he's trying to get the kids to bed because he wants to have sex with her. And like, yeah, it feels like a real lived in marriage. It feels like these two people have been married for a long time and know each other very well, but also still love each other and like each other and want to be with each other. And that it's like a very... It it feels like a, it feels very real. It feels very natural. I think like it's very much helped by the fact that it's Bobby Hunt and Jim Belushi. And at least in this instance, they're just likable. Like 
Mm -hmm. And there is something like chaste and like, like, uh, fragile about the David Duchovny mini driver one. And like, I don't know, maybe there just wasn't chemistry. Like maybe he only has chemistry with Jillian Anderson. Like, is he maybe not a great actor? Like, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's some of this. There's there's moments where he's very charming. I think a lot of it is the writing. Like, I think that he is written very charmingly. All right. Uh, anyway, we were talking about Bonnie Hunt and Jim Belushi. They're delightful. And they're delightful. They're, I mean, that scene in their home where she's, like, getting ready for dinner and he's like talking to one of the kids and they start swearing and then the kids start swearing and the priest is coming over. I mean, I was like rolling. I was laughing yeah. so hard. Also just like the, the like Irish Catholicness of having like 17 children. Like, yes, there is something very, this is Bonnie Hunt. This is you and I reviewing it. There is something very Chicago about their like family life and marriage. Yeah. Um, that it, I just, and again, it's because it's Bonnie Hunt. She's from Chicago. She knows this world very well, but it's just, you know, you love it when it's depicted fun and accurately. And I mean, they're just like fertile murder. I mean, like she's pregnant again by the end with like a sixth child. And I think that like part of what's. Because they're fucking. Because they love each other. Right. And I think that that, that, that's a nice foil to this like very innocent, chaste, naive relationship is that like, it's clear that these two get it on like bunnies since they just have like children coming out like every crevice of this household and they're not allowed to use birth control because they're catholic exactly <laughs> like deeply catholic yeah. yeah it's awesome um oh yeah he tries to set up with a priest i also love that jim belushi is always wearing two small chicago sports t-shirts it just mm-hmm. i was like oh it's my dad <laughs> yeah like he's always in like a bears or a blackhawks t-shirt that is a size too small because he got it yes. before the beer belly fully formed and i was like that is great costuming <laughs> yes because that's um, how my father dresses <laughs> <laughs> yeah david i mean you chided me for not mentioning him getting but david al greer is very good and he's very much like peak david Allen greer in this movie um it's david company's best friend who is formerly the co like jilly richardson's co-worker yeah i kind of read it as like he's best he was best friends with both of them like he's just yeah like their friend you know at one point someone asked what he does and he says i'm a vet and they said i didn't go to nam and that's just the kind of joke i love <laughs> also like the old men like having microaggressions against him where like they're just naming like black performers and they're like i really mm-hmm. like sammy davis jr like he was my Which favorite feels, i mean again like this is a movie with one black character but it also feels very ahead of its time and that like who's there is it oh here let me i got it she can't here let me put these away so you can hear her hi buddy boy say hi to Anne allison hi why are you eating your hands get your fingers out of your mouth hello how are you my theodore Hey. What are you doing on this Sunday? Um, Daddy's out here cleaning my boy. Do you want to sit here quietly while Mommy and Allison talk about a movie? Theo, you talking how about this? About we're talking about a Listen, movie. Just have a little co-host. Okay, what were we talking about? David Allen Greer. He's perfect. He had a number of funny lines. Yeah. Oh, we were talking about, yes, I felt like it was like sort of 
<laughs> felt like it was sort of ahead of its time in the like microaggression of it all like all the old men telling him their like favorite black uh singers and whatever it was making a comment on how particularly older white people but white people <laughs> behave around black people anyway it was funny and a good way to deal with the fact that there was only one black actor in this movie mm-hmm. and i think a mark of like david <clears throat> Greer and donnie <throat> hunt have a friendship and an understanding of like there there are ginger rogers and fred astaire you know chicago yeah. comedies ginger rogers and fred yeah. astaire i i'm not i mean I, honestly like yes i know she's gotten she got older but like i don't know why we stopped having bonnie hunt be the best friend in rom-coms like she it's she is like an elite class of like rom-com best friend it's like her and judy greer you know and like maybe melanie linsky gets an honorable mention but like in the movie i write judy greer starring vehicle does bonnie hunt play her best friend yes very much so oh yeah i'm that's what i want that's what i want in this world uh she is I, I mean there's there's maybe nobody better as like the the rom-com best friend no she's perfect yeah i mean maybe judy greer like they're the greatest there is yeah um at one point uh david duchovny says uh too many driver that he got a new cd and that doesn't oh. <laughs> no it does not he also when she's breaking the news to him that she has his dead wife's heart he says, I thought you were going to say you were a man or something. And I was like, is that worse than her having your dead wife's heart? I know. We got a little transphobia in there in the in the 11th hour. Right. I was like, well, uh, we were doing so well. This movie was really doing its best. And then, I mean, it was, I, it was, you know, it's 2023. We're looking back on 99, 2000. But, you know, I don't think that line would be there anymore. I think we no, would. I hope not. It was written by J.K. Rowling. Um Finch. Gunch, thank you. I'll be here all week. Um, Kevin Spaghetti, how she names Italian characters. <laughs> no, Kevin Lasagna. There was a soccer player named Kevin Lasagna. Yeah. Uh, also, at the end, so she like goes to Italy because her dad, her grandpa, has gotten her a ticket to Italy. Is she moving? To Italy? It's unclear. I, the implication I, is that is that she's at least partially Italian. Like her grandmother is italian her grandfather was married to her, her to angelo's sister is that what we're supposed to believe um, i think so he keeps referring to him as brother-in-law so it must have been right either his so sister's I, husband or his wife's brother although i did at the beginning i was like gay grandpas i love it but no that wasn't what it was right no i took it to mean that her oh. grandmother who is now deceased presumably was italian and so she's going to stay with family for like an extended period of time and then david to flies there because he's like i don't care that you have my dead wife's heart right i love you anyway she like she figures out that he she has his dead wife's heart and then like tells him she had an operation and then he like freaks out and then he goes to be like it's not that big a deal also at the beginning he like recognizes her he's like you've that before well he like recognizes her her heart yeah, like, would you recognize the woman with your dead wife's heart? I don't know. I don't know the science. I also love that like this this movie would not work now because she would not date this man for like, I don't know, several months. It's not super clear what the timeline is without knowing like 
when his wife died, how she died, her social security number. Like this movie only works in a time before we Google people, you know, like her finding the newspaper clipping about the wife's death, like would not happen nowadays. Yeah. And the letter, like she wrote to the transplant services that then forwarded to him, she finds with the newspaper clipping, but he keeps those two things together, obviously for speed of storytelling. Um, I thought that was funny. Um, he's a, he's a very cute little distraction. Yes. Very cute. Very distracting. Yeah. At one point last night, I texted you and I said, are we in Chicago? Which you took to meant like, am I physically in Chicago? But I meant like, well, it's, it's very clear taking... at the beginning of the movie. It's in Chicago. So I, I missed like the skyline, but then I saw that Bonnie Hunt and Jim Belushi were married to each other. And I was like, well, we have to be in Chicago then because it's the also law. they're at Lincoln Park Zoo. Yeah. Like, they worked at Lincoln Park Zoo. And like filmed at Lincoln Park Zoo, it seems like. Yeah, it seems very authentic. As mm-hmm. people who are just at Lincoln Park Zoo for zoo lights. Yeah. Yeah, says Theo. He agrees. We have a visitor. Um, I don't want Irish Italian. Yeah, now our special uh, guest for this episode is a coughing child. But he's cute. Are you cute? Theo, can you say hello to the people? <laughs> can you say hello to the people who are listening? Well done. Good job. Great, great work. What was that now, honey? Say that again. Hi, Okay. Hello to the people in the hedge funds. Hard to say. Like as good as guess any. Um, I my one of my favorite lines in the movie, and I because I feel like we need to say it more often is like, so when David Duchovny comes back to the restaurant to get his cell phone, and Carol O'Connor's like asking him questions, he says like, "My wife died." He says like, "My wife's died," and and Carol O'Connor says like, "That's very sad." Come, we'll have a pint on that. Okay, like that's what I'm yeah. gonna say from now on when people give me bad news. We'll have a pint on that. He, he's like a very good Irish grandpa. Like, I, I don't know how to emotionally deal with that, but I can give you beer. Right, exactly. We have a pint on it. I, when I was studying, I may have told the story even on this podcast before, but when I was studying abroad in Ireland, and uh, this was obviously many years pre COVID because I was Hi, sick, Dad. but still went to the bars. And I ordered like a cup of tea and the Irish bartender just looked at me and was like, no, I'll do you one better. And then was just like plying me with hot toddies. Yes. Yeah. Very authentic. Also, did you catch this felt very like apropos on the heels of our white Christmas episode. Did you catch the line about Bing Crosby beating his kids? No. (laughs) I told ya. Um, so they're like debating like who's the greatest singer of all time and the Italian guy is like well it's Dean Martin or Frank Sinatra like the Italians have the best voices he's like listing all the Italians and then the Irish guy's like well what about Bing Crosby and Robert Loja's like yes beautiful voice but he did beat his kids so that one seems fake that cough was for attention (laughs) um so anyway, um, I did know, not get that, but good. We should have had Robert Loja on our White Christmas episode. He would have known. Is Robert Loja dead? He is, yes. All of the, that whole, like, that generation <laughs> in this cast is all dead, I think. This movie's 20, uh, 20 plus years old. This movie's 23 years old. Yeah. That I don't know. Some <laughs> people live a long time. Um, It did make me want to watch Big. 
Because Robert Loja isn't big. Carrie, Grindham Steel Gilbert. Robert Loja is his boss and big with whom he dances on a piano. Bet- thousands of dollars. I bet you Betty, thousands of mommy. Even Theo's like, why are you looking that up? I'm looking to see if Anna Allison's right about something. Hi, <laughs> I'm He's laughing. Hi, <laughs> nephew Theodore. You're correct. You're correct. You're um, correct. You're correct. Thanks, Theo. Uh, Tell him to say Aunt Allison is always right. That's coming to town. Santa Claus is not anymore. That's coming to town. Not anymore. It's January. Remember, we put all our Christmas away today. (laughs) Yeah. Did we take our tree down too? Yeah. Yeah. Um. (laughs) Look, I liked this movie. Starts out real dark. Me too. I starts out real sad. I don't expected to like it. Really? Have you not seen it? I had when I like years ago when I was little, but I don't think I'd seen it in a long, long time. I I found it delightful. Yeah. I, I thought like, it was why is this not charming? Rotation. I found it deeply sad when he fell asleep with the dog at the front door because his wife was dead. <laughs> then there's the moment where he Theo laughed at that. <laughs> then there's the moment where he like woke up in the morning and I thought like oh for a second he forgot and then he had to remember. Hello. Um, thing sounds fun. Anyway. Yeah, I thought this movie was charming. It was delightful. Minnie Driver and David Duchovny are fine. They do what they need to do. They accomplish the like you, sweet innocentness of it all. There are four old drunk men of varying uh, ethnicities. There's David Allen Greer and Bonnie Hunt and Jim Belushi. Yeah. Now would it have been better with John Belushi? Of course, but that's just the way the world is now, guys. Don't do drugs. Yeah, but also like given that we lost John Belushi when we did. Like Jim Belushi is very much more like suburban dad in my head than John Belushi is. Like Jim also Belushi because of according to Jim is right. Literally for all of our like teen years played suburban dad. Also, like wasn't he in another rom com where he literally played like the dad? Probably. Are you thinking of James Gandolfini in that Christmas one we watched last year? With uh, no, but <laughs> sure. Um, wild that we've done two James Gandolfini movies on a rom-com, rom-com podcast. podcast. Um, and yet have barely dipped a toe in the Sandra Bullock of it all. That's not true. We've done plenty of Sandra Bullock. Movies. <laughs> Lucy is prolific. Let me tell you. Um, I wonder if he's a nice man. He's I probably don't want the answer to that. Two episodes of uh doc mcstuffins in case you're wondering good for him is he a patient is he a parent like what how's he related to the doc don't know is doc mcstuffins she's a child who's also a doctor in her imagination oh yeah she's She's a doctor for like her stuffed animals no it's not like animated Doogie Howser album. <laughs> no, she's a no. she's a doctor to her to her stuffed animals who are alive in her imagination. At least it's her imagination. Where does Jim Belushi fall in all of this? I've called don't know. I also am I don't know what I'm find like I can't I can't find what I'm thinking of. Who's the dad? Dan Aykroyd. It's Dan Aykroyd. Who's the dad? 
Who's the dad in Coyote Ugly? Is that Dan Aykroyd? I don't know. I've never seen Coyote Ugly. Excuse me? I wasn't allowed when you were allowed to watch it. <gasps> That's what we're doing next. It's not a rom-com. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Fucking if Girls Trip and Bridesmaids are rom-coms, Coyote Ugly is a rom-com. It's more of a rom-com than those movies are. Uh, I was never allowed to watch it because of the stripping. I don't know why you were allowed to watch it. I do know they don't strip. They're not strippers. They're just bartenders. Who dance on a bar, Carrie? Mom and Dad thought that was too risque for me. Put it on the list. We are doing Coyote Ugly. We're not doing it next week because I'm excited about our next. We've already gotten all excited about our double feature next week. It's true. Um, we are doing a double feature, even though we swore we'd never do double features. No, we said we'd never do triple features again. And we've also broken that rule. Thank you, Princess Switches. Uh, true. Double feature seems doable. Wait, um, what was I about to say about Coyote Ugly? I don't know. Do you have anything else to say about it? I know it? I know the soundtrack back and forth because oh, you were Mommy. obsessed with it. Mommy. Yeah, because I'm a woman of a certain age. We were all obsessed with it. Literally, Look, find me a woman between the ages of 30 and 40 who is not obsessed with the coyote ugly soundtrack it's a great soundtrack can't find I'm the moonlight still know everyone i was like leanne rhymes is a star um, i've been listening to the spotify women of the 90s and 2000s country playlist and oh is it good wonderful um you know who right. doesn't get enough credit martina mcbride okay that's the end of true episode. all right what are we watching next next week we are watching a double feature of chasing liberty and the other one. First daughter. First daughter. My Chasing prediction Liberty. is that I will like Chasing Liberty better. That's the Mandy Moore. I think I'm going to like the Mandy Moore one. Ah! Hello. Theo agrees. Theo agrees. Ask him who he likes more, Mandy Moore or Katie Holmes. Who do you like more, Mandy Moore or Katie Holmes? Katie Holmes. Oh, interesting. interesting sort of choice. a contrarian. I'm sure, That's sure. definitely not just because that's the last name you said. Who does he also like more? It sounds Taylor like Katie Perry. Perry. I was gonna say, who does he like more? (laughs) Who does he like more, Taylor, Katy Perry or Taylor Swift? Who do you like more, Katy Perry or Taylor Smith? Swift. I like Taylor Swift and Katy Perry. You like a both? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to. When he opened the Midnight's album, I got him for Christmas. He said, "Oh, it's a new Katy Perry album." (laughs) Um. Bye. Thank you. Oh, you already know where to find us because we do that at the beginning now. Bye.